from Superflex City. Welcome back to Superflex Trades Episode 2. Here with the Rated Hard Superstar. Talk some trades with you tonight. And I'm Swagzilla Zero G. Zero G. What? What's up? What's up? What's up, Swags? How are you tonight, man? I am great, dude. Happy to be kicking it off with you. Uh, first time in a while. So I'm glad that we're catching up on the new year. I um, caught up with Hogue today. Haven't talked to him in a while either. So that'll be that probably already hit the feed. Hopefully everybody listened to that. But Mr. Hogue had the nerve on the spot to tell me that maybe Herbert's not the answer for the Chargers. Yeah, John's just John's just in QB purgatory right now with Drew Locke at the helm of his favorite NFL franchise. So, um, I you know, I, I think it's it's just a tough time for him right now. You know, I think we all need to be a little bit sensitive to his emotions uh, he's probably speaking uh, more from his his heart and not his brain these days, especially if he's saying bad things about Justin Herbert. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. And I even brought that up. You know, is this where is this coming from? Is this something you've seen? Is this kind of thinking that maybe you know guys like Carson Wentz now are the answer, or you know some of the guys that we've been throwing the stock to a little bit longer. And he said maybe some of that, but just maybe he's not quite ready to be all in like you and I. So we're going to, we're going to, I guess, carry that torch for now. I think John's kind of with us here. Um, He's your QB too, correct? Correct. I like it. So, and it's, it's even tough when you start to get in this conversation to think of reasons outside of age to put him above Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. Would you kind of agree? Yeah, so I mean, I think for me that second tier of quarterbacks. So right, Pat Pat Mahomes is by himself in a tier. He's he's at least for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just he's so much better than the rest of the quarterbacks yeah. in the league. It's sickening, um, you know. In that next tier though, that two through seven. I mean, all the guys that are in that tier: Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. For me, um, uh, I know I'm missing people. Who am I missing? I'm I'm trying to run through them and I'm 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 blanking. Um, I mean, you you nailed a lot of them, you know. I got most of them, yeah. But that so that next tier for me, I mean, I wouldn't add to any of those quarterbacks to get to any other of those quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but my preference, uh, I I mean, I have Herbert slotted second as my as my preferred guy out of that tier, and a lot of it does come down to to age and to what I've seen with my eyes. I mean, I, the kid just throws piss missiles again. Yeah. Such a great phrase. Thank you, Zach. Um, you know, but, but yeah, I just, I, I have him at the top of that tier, but I wouldn't, you know, I, I think all of those guys are very close. And I think, um, you know, I don't have a problem with people who are like, Oh, well, Herbert's not, you know, he's QB five. Like, that's fine. Like I can understand how people could have a difference of opinion on that and have, have him ranked a little bit lower than I do. Um, but I, I feel pretty confident in, in my ranking of him that high. Um, I'm all on board and I know you are too, which is, which yeah. makes me feel very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, um, and it's fun to be a part of something like that from the beginning when you kind of do hit on a rookie and you buy into it early on. So you become a little bit attached, but I right. traded him and you're in this league. It's the off the rails league, but to Dave, Wright, I traded, Watson and um, the Miami running back. Um, Gaskin? No, the other one. Salvin um, Ahmed? Yes, I traded him, Watson and him, to Dave for Brian Edwards and Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. And I felt pretty good about it, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of at this point where 
I'm infatuated to the point where I'm willing to just give you Deshaun Watson for it. Like if, in the end, Dave probably could have got me to do that trade straight up. And I don't know if that's good advice for us to give people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there again. There's, there's certainly, you know, I think maybe the point that comes out of that is when you're exploring trades, you know, if you value a guy and you know that you're a little bit higher on him, maybe, um, or, or willing to pay a little bit more than like what the consensus price is per right, se. Right. Um, you know, maybe, I mean, keep, maybe keep that to yourself a little bit because you, you likely can get maybe an extra piece. Like, a I mean, Brian Edwards, right. to me, that's an exciting, you know, that's right. an exciting piece to get back. If you look at those quarterbacks as, Hey, look, we're, we're splitting hairs here to get a piece like Brian Edwards back. I mean, that's, you Could know, be that's big a, in the long run. It absolutely could. Yeah. And and that's part of the problem is with you and I and expressing our opinions through Twitter, through these airwaves, like people know right away, like, oh, Har really likes Herbert. You right. know what I mean? Like Har just says some crazy shit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so and they kind of learn that they can take advantage of us a little bit. And I think that's also kind of where Dave was with this. He's like, listen, I know you like Herbert and so do I. And um, and this was before. Brian Edwards had the two catches for 50 yards that everybody's going crazy about. So it was even before that. It was a couple days before that. But I, I'm still happy with it. And to get Brian Edwards in that deal, I really liked. So I mentioned another deal to you. And we're going to get into these super flex trades. We've got a few trades from uh, some listeners we put together. But a trade that is in my inbox right now. I cannot hit accept until after week 17 games have gone through. I hate that. But it's it's a fact right now. In my inbox right now, I would be giving away Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, a 2021 mid-third in a 16-team league, and a 2022 second to get back Carson Wentz. I would be getting Carson Wentz, giving up Jimmy G, Winston, the 2021 third, and a 2022 second for Carson Wentz. I hit accept what? last night. I'll tell you that much. I hit accept, but it did not go through because it's locked. So I will have to hit accept again, assuming it doesn't get canceled, and you don't talk me out of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'd be getting Wentz back. Yep, I would be getting taking on Wentz. Yeah. So I know earlier you said you were like, oh, this is the time of year to buy those like buy low players. And I was like, well, I've got one with a bunch of them. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I think uh, – yeah, absolutely, right? I mean, all of those guys are guys that there's a little bit of a question mark as to, you know, wh- wh- what does the future hold for these guys? You know, which one is most likely – and I think I think for me what it would come down to and, and what probably it came down to for you is which one of these guys is most likely to get a starting gig that they can hold on to, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think for me um, – I mean, I think Carson Wentz is probably the most likely out of that group. I I am not a Jimmy Garoppolo guy. I just right, am not. Same. I don't think. Yeah, we've talked I, about. I think Nick that's Holmes, like right? and, all of Superflex City. Like we can just like <laughs> say he's not our guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm you know, for me, it would come down to you know, do do I think Jameis? Um, right. Yes. Could, could he get a starting job and could he is, could he be better in terms of protecting the football enough to keep that job? Right. And the answer is I have no flipping idea. Right. And, <laughs> so, and that's, that's part of it is with the, the Jimmy side, 
and Jameis, you get two chances of maybe having one of those quarterbacks even get a job. But then with Wentz, for some reason, I just feel like he's the guy that's probably going to be traded this offseason on a team, whereas the Niners are going to be seeing if they can fill that job before they decide if Jimmy G's the, the guy. And he's actually he's a little older. I think he's like a 29 or 30-year-old. It's kind of one of those deceiving things where you assume he's a little bit younger than he is just because of how much we've seen him on the field a little banged up this year i'm not a gm but if i was starting a team i want carson wentz over all those guys i i uh i think he's going to be in a better situation at some point this is also uh it's a dynasty trades hq orphan team that i took over week 14 or 15 so in the playoffs and i'm sort of also trying to turn it over a little bit and would be getting rid of those pieces that i want nothing to do with to be honest with you yeah, and I think I think where people will hang up on that deal is the picks. And for me, I mean, a mid third in a sixteen team league is like pick I mean, forty. You yeah, know? I mean, you're you're probably not getting a a difference maker, <laughs> right? I mean, unless you're either like a you know a Jedi mind person or whatever who can see into the future, or right, you know, or or you just you hit the lottery literally. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then the second, I mean, the, you know, when I heard second at the end of that, I was like, mm, like second for right. Carson. Yep. But it's a 2022 second. It's so far in the future, man. Like, that's one thing with me. I trade picks two years out all the time. Yeah. Because there's so much. If, if I if I get six games into the season next year and Carson Wentz, you know, he started the year as a starter somewhere and he was just absolutely terrible and they benched his ass again and it's looking you know, bad. I mean, then, you know, I, and I'm like, oh man, well, like I need to, I need to get some picks and stuff. Well, then I'll go get the pick then, you know, I'll yeah. go get a second then there's so much time to recoup that pick. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always trading out future yeah. picks. And there's so. the flip side of it that if Carson's situation changes quickly, or if he starts playing good, his value is going to, yeah, you're, you're going to be fine with it. You won't even worry about that second again. You won't even think about it and like you said it's in 2022 it uh i don't know the other part of it that kind of messes with my head a little bit is with it being 16 teams which you've mentioned a few times that depth is sometimes nice to have but the it would be i don't know i'd rather have a starting quarterback right now to be honest with you so well and there's no guarantee that those are going to be good depth pieces if those aren't starting quarterbacks they're not helping you anyways right right so i mean i think i think for me, I think Carson Wentz is most likely to be the asset in that group of assets that provides the most production value and also the most value in terms of the the possible rise in value that he can get, you know, where you might be able to even even if you're not enamored with Carson Wentz, he starts hot next year in Indianapolis or in you know, wherever else he lands. I love him there. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. I know that that's just like the chalk, but man, I I love that. With that O-line with Carson Wentz, like so many less problems. Right, and a great running back behind him in Jonathan Taylor, you know, some some wide receiving weapons. So, I mean, so he starts hot next year, and you're like, okay, I'm not sure how I feel about Carson Wentz, but guess what? He regains some of his his trade value. I'm going to flip him for a first. So now you've got a first-round pick. And, you know, out of out of Jameis Garoppolo, who may not be playing and a second and a third, like right. that's a great trade. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. like, there's a lot of different ways that that could work out 
well for you, uh, you know, and, and I think it, I don't think it will work out worse than having the, the guys that you're giving away on your roster. Cause right. I just don't know if those guys are going to have starting. It's one of those things. Sometimes you get stuck into like, if you want to play the value game too long or push, or it's almost like I get to this point with this particular deal where I feel like I'm giving up a tad too much, even if it's a tad. But then I think about like, why, if you offered me Jimmy G and Jameis Winston, I'm borderline offended. And that's what <laughs> this guy's getting. You know what I mean? So you have to think about it that way too. Like, why does he want what I have? I don't know, but he does. This guy is definitely my market right now. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I almost have to kind of hang with him and I don't even want to take the risk of countering. And so with all that said, I know that if that deal is still there tomorrow, when I wake up, I'm accepting because I don't want it to go. I feel like I'd regret it in September if I didn't accept this deal today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think it's probably what I would do. Um, what was that that you know, Jalen Hurts trade you made? Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I traded for Jalen Hurts last week. And then, of course, he goes seven for 20 uh, for 72 yards. And he did have two rushing touchdowns, which kind of like salvaged tonight, I guess, yep. uh, before, before he was benched. Uh, and, and Philly decided maybe or maybe not to tank and... <laughs> We're not going to even get into that, but right. um, I but have yeah, a feeling I, you're going to be hearing hearing a little bit from Hogue later this week on a commissioner show. Yeah, I get the feeling that that's going to happen too. <laughs> so, um, but no, I traded. Uh, I actually traded Keenan Allen, who is a guy that I really do like, mm. um, and a second round pick in 2020. I don't know if it was a 21 or a 22, but anyways, a Keenan Allen and a second round pick for Jalen Hurts. And a third. Yeah. Um, and so I, 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 I'll talk about this trade in, in two ways there. So first of all, the trade itself is kind of one of those things where it's going to be a wait and see. Like I'll feel I, like today I feel really bad about it because Jalen Hurts got benched and, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. Um, but if you know, if he if he completes the offseason program as you know, uh, as the assumed starter in Philadelphia, and they're going to let him make a run of it uh, to start the year next year, then I'll feel about the same as I felt about it when I made, when you the trade. made it at least. Like, yeah. Optimistic, you know, optimistic um, with, with some flexibility in terms of, OK, if it's not looking great, I can get out of it and still not lose like too much value um, and, and, and swag. So this it kind of goes into for me, it kind of goes into. One aspect of so I listened to your show the other night um, on value and the definition mm-hmm. of value and and all of that and um, there were a lot of things in that show that I thought Swags and I could talk about from different viewpoints yeah, man, yeah. on it, but there were a couple things that I was like, yeah, like that's that's something that I do too, and one of those is I try to so like. My, my whole thought process in acquiring Jalen Hurts right now is so he he he's had the four games or so at, at the end of this season and obviously this past weekend week seventeen was not a great one uh, but the but the previous couple there were a few things to get excited about I mean I think that offense moved the ball better um, you know he had he had the week sixteen I think he t- he scored a couple touchdowns but he also turned it over the previous week was a monster week like that was the week that got everybody really excited about him um and and my my whole thing with hurts is he he's he's 
I'm, I'm in a place right now making this trade where one of two things is likely to happen. He's going to either likely get a shot where his value, it could dip a little bit if he start like if he gets a chance to start in Philadelphia and I and, you know, he doesn't do as well as I anticipate him doing. Then, yes, his value is going to dip a little bit and I'll take a little bit of a hit. You know, mo- if I move him, I won't be able to get back that value that I sent with Keenan Allen in the in the higher pick. Sure. But if he takes off, uh, you know, there will be someone early on if he you know, if he starts a year hot like he, he kind of did when he first yeah. got his first start in Philly, he starts a year hot in those first couple of games. He's putting up monster fantasy numbers. There will be somebody. There will be several somebodies out there that I'd be able to flip him for probably for more value than I paid for him. And if he really takes off like a and I'm not necessarily anticipating this, but if it's a Justin Herbert situation, right, where it's like then I'll be happy as hell that I got in on him when I did, because that price will only go up from that point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and look, it's a delicate it's a delicate balance there. Right. Because. I gave up a good asset. It wasn't like I gave up junk, right? I gave up Keenan Allen. I didn't buy low per se. Right. I bought I bought probably at cost, maybe even a little bit above cost, anticipating that the cost will go up. Yeah. So sometimes you get burned when you do that. And uh even at that, I think Keenan Allen's gonna end up turning into a piece that you're going to be able to buy lower throughout the offseason, kind of like you can every damn season with Keenan Allen unfortunately so you kind of took advantage of the end of the season market value that people put back into him the value he actually deserves to go get a starting quarterback and at this point I think like it's safe to assume or I'm guessing your pulse is kind of similar to mine that Philly's gonna want to do everything they can to put Hurts in the situation to where he's the successor to that job I, I would assume right or that's yeah, where I'm, your I'm, head is at. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's definitely where my head is at, and I'm ho- very hopeful that that's the case. If it yeah. isn't the case, he doesn't start the season. Then I just made a bad trade, and that'll be one that I, I talk about as as one of oh. my not so hot ones. And you know, it, but but at the end of the day, you know, that's a place in my fantasy game where I'm willing to take a risk. All you know, of I mean, the we trades. Have- Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, all I was going to say is we all have we all have places in our game where we are willing to take risks. Yep. And this is one where I'm willing to take a risk. If it burns me, it burns me. But if it doesn't burn me, then I think I'll come out ahead. You know what I mean? So yep. you, you just have to judge your tolerance in, in those areas. The ones I regret the most from 2020 that and I, I'm sure I have more if I actually dug through it. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I did that. But the ones that stick in my head all involve uh, Travis Fulgham. Like two or three of them, where you're just like, oh, you know, what was I doing that week? Like, you guys are probably trying game. to talk me out. He did. He he started off the season great, and then I was all about it, dude. I there I had this week where he was just he was the player I was buying for like a week, and yeah, you win some, you lose some, you know. That's right. Let's get into some other people's trades so we don't have to talk about our losses. <laughs> Good so, idea. Good idea. These uh, kind of all came through to us. Shout out for John Hoagie actually kind of uh, organized this for us a little bit. So thank you, John. Um, This first one is from Dynasty Gators at Dynasty Gator on Twitter. And it's Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, or don't know, see results. So we're not going to don't know, see results. (laughs) This one, like, where are you going with this? Um, Are you hurting your heart? So I, I mean, for me, I, I have, I go Herbert, 
I mean, you're it, you, look. I Trevor Lawrence to me is probably the best. You know, not to me, to 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 everybody for the sure. most part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, prospect wise, when yep. you look at a prospect, I mean, we've been talking about this kid since he was a freshman at Clemson. Now he's a junior. He's done. You know, he's going to come out. He's going to be the first overall pick, assuming he doesn't get hurt in training or something silly like that. You know, and and he'll likely have a good NFL career. But they said that shit about Ryan Leaf too. They said that shit about. Blake Bortles, they said that shit about – I mean, how many times the quarterbacks get drafted super – now, they, they don't say that they're, he's the prospect of the century or whatever or whatever they're saying that Trevor Lawrence is. I mean, he, he very well could be. He could be Andrew Luck. He's Andrew Luck, then now Justin Herb. now you have the quarterback three instead of the quarterback one or two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, to me, the risk in this, this is one of those cases where the risk to me isn't necessarily worth the reward because Trevor Lawrence – all signs point to Trevor Lawrence being a top five NFL quarterback within a couple of years for a decade. Okay. The reality is we've seen a lot of these guys talked about in maybe not in that regard, but like, oh, this is going to be the franchise changing guy. And they don't end up being that. Nobody was talking about that with Justin Herbert. And all he did was come in and assert himself in that realm in year one, basically in game one. I mean, he didn't have a, a warm up. Yeah. I mean, he just, it was like, okay. Uh, you're starting now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what did he do? He just he broke he broke every. We were talking about well, it on Twitter today. Yeah, yeah. He, he breaks the touchdown record. He's second all time in yards, and he did it under Anthony Lynn, who just yep. got fired, and he did it missing the first game and a half of the year because yeah. he wasn't the starter. Yeah. So Brian Hart tweeted out less than twelve hours ago today. <laughs> Justin Herbert's final stat line, 4,336 passing yards, 31 passing touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 5 rushing TDs. So 36 touchdowns on the season, second most passing yards ever by a rookie. Number one was Andrew Luck, 38 more passing yards. But mind you, again, like he or he being Herbert didn't even start week one. We had we didn't get him until Tyrod Taylor had shots to the lung. And most touchdowns by a rookie. John Hogue said he's done. John didn't say that. That is not at all what John said. Oh, man. I don't even know. I'm going to listen, Swags, but, I mean, I'm going to listen on guard to that show if he was talking shit on Herbert. So, um, Yeah, I mean, look, could again, could Trevor Lawrence come in and break all of those records? Sure he could. Is it likely I mean, it's I don't not really likely it's not to likely. that he's going to just beat all those records, even if he goes on to have a better career or, or he is the better prospect. I mean, those are serious records, you know? Right. Um, it's so tough to not take Lawrence here, too, just with all the hype around it. But I think that I feel like and, and you brought up like the variance of value and that the idea of that show a little bit. And I think that Trevor Lawrence, I mean, could be one of those situations where like that that is one of the variances that you do find in value and I'm not even trying to like necessarily plug that idea but that we're going to hear so much Trevor Lawrence hype throughout this whole off season that his value is going to be a little off that it's almost it would be almost unfair to put him in front of what Justin Herbert just did but I think a lot of people are going to oh, so I when I voted on this I I I went Justin Herbert as well but it's close. So if you had a 101 and I offered you Herbert, you're smashing except Brian? Uh, yeah, probably. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I am. I am. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, what, what, what is, what is Justin Herbert? If we're talking about, if we're talking about Justin Herbert in terms of rookie picks, what is he worth? Is he worth? I mean, what would it take? It would. I, I would you give him away for less than three firsts that weren't the one hundred and one? Oh wow! Um, I would. Is one of them one hundred and two? Like, so I get Justin Fields at least, or something, or so can I have like one hundred and two and one hundred and six and one twelve? Are you giving me all that? Sure. Sure. Wow. Oh yeah. I, I would do that, and I'd be a little bit heartbroken, dude, that I'm giving up my first share of Herbert. But I'd probably have to take the 102, 106, and yeah, I'd probably do it, dude. I'd probably split the stocks on that. So here's here's my big thing with this this whole concept too, and we'll we'll I, we're gonna keep talking about the 101. Uh-huh. I yeah. think uh, through, throughout this, it's gonna be a theme tonight. But um, the, the one thing that I would say, and and John, so John also put out a a. Uh, a solo episode where he he talked about rookie picks and the power of rookie picks right yeah. and, and yep. what that does to our our psyche and um you know there's a lot of great points in that show too and i think we're always looking for like the next guy that's going to do that yep. right the reality with justin herbert is i mean what is trevor lawrence's ceiling mm. one spot ahead of justin herbert potentially i mean sure. i have him as the I have him as a quarterback too. If you're going to say Pat Mahomes is going to be the the the, the you know <laughs> if he stays healthy and continues his trajectory, if he's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, I mean, do we really do we think Trevor Lawrence can outperform Pat Mahomes? I don't think so at right. this point. No, yeah. So so I have Patty Mahomes, and then what is Justin Herbert? Or I mean, uh, excuse me, what is Trevor yeah, Lawrence's ceiling? Quarterback two is his ceiling. Justin Herbert's already quarterback two to me. So yeah. why am I not? You know, why am I taking the chance? that Trevor Lawrence won't be quarterback to if right. I already feel like I have a guy that's capable. Of and then that. what's that's- Trevor Lawrence's floor with that said? Cause we've kind of seen that like Herbert's is pretty high. So right. do you get like a, a golf type floor out of Trevor Lawrence? You know, if it doesn't quite work out like you think it's going to, or yeah, I, I don't think it's crazy at all to stick with Herbert on this. And I mean, the, the poll right now shows the Herbert side 67 to 27%. Six percent of people don't care. My advice is don't ever put like the don't show or yep. see results. Just make them Agreed. vote. Um, so yeah, I'd probably take the Herbert side here too. It gets tough because you do get pulled into those, and I totally know what John's saying too about like those rookie picks and how we value those. And I think, and John and I talked a little about this too. Is like I think this twenty twenty class hitting the way it did with these wide receivers that everybody those twenty twenty one picks everybody's going to think they're going to get Justin Jefferson in this next rookie draft with like their mid to late first round picks with all these wide receivers. And it's rare that that happens that, that good. Same with Justin Herbert. What a fun rookie class. So we've got a couple from Jay money, Jay money, Jarrett, always reaching out to us. Appreciate you. So this first one is James Robinson and Cortland Sutton or DK Metcalf. So we're probably going to be on opposite sides of this one. I mean, dude, there's a lot there. There's, Two pieces in this trade that I like a lot, a lot. And then there's one that's pretty cool still. So first and foremost, so so let me let me preface it here. Let me say that I am with you when it comes to James Robinson. I think James Robinson is legit. I think that he should be the running back in Jacksonville for the foreseeable future. Uh, I, I don't understand why anyone in their right mind. I mean, Jacksonville has 11 picks in this draft. They're going to draft Trevor Lawrence like build your defense, get another receiver 
and build the offensive line to protect your quarterback. And then absolutely. Like, that's all you need. Like James Robinson is absolutely more than capable of playing with Justin uh, or with, uh, I keep saying Justin Herbert because it's in my brain. He's on your with, mind. He is. Um, t- he's, he's more, James Robinson is more than capable of them playing with Trevor Lawrence uh, and, and, and being a, an extremely formidable backfield. He showed he can be a three down workhorse back too. I mean, the guy catching passes, geez, oh man, I mean, that was an aspect that I didn't anticipate right, from yeah, him, especially yeah. early in the season. For sure. You know, so I love James Robinson. I also really like Cortland Sutton and and think that he is an alpha um wide receiver. I know that's been a topic on Twitter too. Like, what is an alpha? Well, he's to me, an alpha is a big, fast, physical freak who can do it all. Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, those guys are 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 alphas to me. Antonio Brown was an alpha. He just was a is, little bit is, is Chase Claypool going to be an alpha, Brian God, Har? So. Oh, God, I hope so. Mapletron? Oh, I hope so. Had I really want you. that to happen badly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's a little too early to tell. I think he has some of the same physical attributes. We'll see if if he can put the rest of it together. Um, but, but I, look, for me, DK, I mean, we, we haven't seen – I mean – he he is in that lineage of just he is a specimen, and I mean that with the most up the the utmost respect possible. DK is just he is physically gifted. He is huge. He is supersonic fast, and he can jump out of the building to catch passes. The volume I don't understand why they don't throw it to him. I, I mean, if, if if for me, I, I he could be. I mean, he absolutely – you give him the volume that guys like Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas and Julio Jones have had over their careers. Yeah, yeah. And DK Metcalf, we will be talking about him the same way. He's yeah. he's that physically gifted. So it's just does that offense in Seattle limit him the way that they limit Russell Wilson? And, right. You know, they see what they did early in the season when they were letting Russ cook, and some of that was out of necessity, but – they really were a good football team. And then over the second half of the season, it was like, eh, Seattle's all right. Like, they're not yeah. great. So, I don't know. I just, I you know, I, I for me, this trade, I would probably lean, I would probably lean slightly towards the Metcalf side just because of my dreams about what he could become. Yeah, it, it's tough because I can't think of any players – Harder for me to trade away than Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, and DeAndre Swift, outside of like quarterbacks and whatnot. But those are those are my guys. Like that, if I look at him, I'm like, I can't trade him away. Like I don't care what the sell high is or anything like that. But this gets interesting too because when you do start to think of like, well, where is the weekly upside? Because you know James Robinson has a pretty safe floor. If Sutton's back, like. You just called him an alpha. So, again, you know, he's probably got, like, a decently high ceiling for wide receivers, much like DK Metcalf does. I feel like I don't want to let Metcalf go, but I feel like I should be really happy getting Sutton and James Robinson for him at the same time. So I think it's a really good trade. Very, I mean, it's very interesting, to say the least. The the poll right now is winning. The DK Metcalf side is 61% to the James Robinson and Sutton side at 39%. It's probably kind of accurate to, like, my heart, I, I, but I don't know. I don't know if I should listen to my head or my heart. My head says it's the James Robinson and Sutton side, and you should probably take advantage of, like, this market influx here with DK Metcalf being such a 
sell. Not, I don't. He's not a sell high to me. I don't even think of him that way. I don't even know why I tried to say that. But then with Sutton's value being so low, I, I don't know. It's a tough one, man. Because I know if I put Metcalf in your lineup, I'm so mad when I wake up tomorrow. And that's <laughs> right. that's no bullshit. Like I regret it. Right. Like you're definitely if if you trade away DK, you're definitely like you said, you're definitely like oh shit. Yeah. Like every time yeah, he has a feel big it. week, it's like oh. And and you, he's he, I mean, fun. He, he is, and but and you don't likely have that fear from either one of the players you're getting back. Now that doesn't mean it's not a good trade. It's just they're not as exciting per se as a right, DK Metcalf right. is. I don't know if that matters. It it might matter to some players. Some players like to root for guys that they enjoy rooting for on their teams. If you do, cool, do that. Yeah your team you know if but but at the same time maybe the smart play in this case is taking the multiple assets with you know pretty pretty high floors and also potentially high ceiling i think it is brian and i think that's the way i'm gonna go i'm gonna go against you but it's hard and i i think that this trade should be a little bit closer to 50 percent. but i actually i totally understand why it's not too because of how much we all like dk metcalf but i think you're your better build is James Robinson and Cortland Sutton, even if Sutton doesn't get you quite the weekly ceiling that Metcalf does. He might end up with a safer floor once he's healthy. I mean, they're probably going to get a better quarterback in Denver at some point, even if they go with Drew Locke for another year. So, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, So I guess we'll move on to this next one, and this is Teddy Trade Daily Dino. And this one is Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson. Surprise, surprise. Look what John's doing to our hearts today. It's like he wants me to curse him. So do you have a strong feeling on this one? Because I definitely do. This one, to me, is the easiest one we've done so far. Um, Strong, no, easy, yes. Okay. I'm going with Justin Jefferson here. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, and for me, it comes down to a couple of things. One is risk. We, you know, we, we've talked about risk in a couple of different ways. Um. Tyreek Hill is a is a is a ridiculously good NFL wide yep, receiver. Yep. And he's playing with the the best quarterback in the game right now by a long shot. No disrespect, John, to your boy Aaron Rodgers, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. Um and and you know, I but but for me, the some of the off the field stuff. Now, to his credit, you know, I, I always try to be careful with these things because to his credit, Tyreek Hill, since some of the stuff that went down, he had an issue at Oklahoma state where he alleged there was an alleged something rather. I don't even know what the details were of that one. Um, and, and then he had the thing with his kid, obviously that everybody knows yeah. about and was concerned about to me, the, the risk in, and he stayed out of trouble. He, we haven't heard a, a thing since all of that. So good for him. And I hope that that's the case for the rest of his life and the rest of his career and all of it. Having said that, <clears throat> I just can't get that out of my mind when I'm judging two players that are close to me. Um, you know, I, I, it's, 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 I'm risk averse in, in that I'm risk averse sure, sure. that aspect of dynasty. And, and the other thing is, I mean, when you look at Justin Jefferson in the, in the season that ju- he just had, so he had half the touchdowns that Hill had, that was the difference in fantasy points. Yeah. He out, he had more catches. He had more yards. So you look at all the records he rookie, just broke as a rookie. It's crazy. With Kirk Cousins. Yes. So like. You know, I, I just I, for me, it's 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 this one particularly is very easy for me. I would I would absolutely I agree with you 100 percent. It's Justin Jefferson for me. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. So this one, this one got a little interesting to me. I don't know. 
how much you looked at all these, but this one's from Get Over It. Jiggle Jiggle No Saul. Would you trade the 1.8 for one of these guys? These guys are Zeke, Aaron Jones, Drake, or Eckler. 108 or any of those guys. And and first of all, I'll I don't want Drake. I'll tell you that. That one's easy for me. Personally. That one's easy. After that, I'm kind of torn. I I really am. Like, and I, I could see people not liking my answers, but I don't think I'd want any of these guys over the 108. <sighs> so tough, man. Like so so let's let's get Zeke out of the way first because so Zeke to me, you're you're if you're doing this, you're buying name. Yep. Right? Because yep. we've seen yep. the production. Could there be a bounce back with Dak Prescott back? There could be. There probably will be a little bit. But, I mean, I don't know. Zeke does not look like the same player to me um, as, as he looked in the first three and a half seasons that he played. Yeah. So, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm – while he probably – while the value is probably – good for Zeke. I mean, that's probably decent value for Zeke Elliott. I just, I wouldn't feel good about paying it right yeah. now. Um, I'm definitely with you on Drake. No way. No chance. I'm paying that for Drake. Um, the Eckler. other two. Yeah, I would pay, I would pay that for Eckler. I would pay that for Eckler, um, especially on a competing team. I mean, as much as it drove me crazy, like you saw Justin Herbert use him when he came back into the into the offense, right? I mean, he was he was getting targeted like double digit targets almost every week, um, and and catching most of those balls as well. So I, I think Eckler, I, I probably would pay that Eckler for Eckler, um, but it would be a short term investment. I would probably try to use him to win a championship and then flip him maybe next off season, like pretty quick yeah. turnaround. Um, and then finally Aaron Jones for me, I would also pay the 108 for Aaron Jones. It, and that has probably more to do with me just being a card carrying member and officer of the Aaron Jones fan club um, <laughs> for, for a number of years. Uh, myself, John Hogue, Addison Hayes. Uh, there's a bunch of us that that uh, that really have loved Aaron Jones over the years and I'm still on board. I mean, I think he's a really productive player. It could change for me if he leaves Green Bay, which very well could happen. Um, and if he does, you know, depending on where he he would land, I mean, I think that that Green Bay offense is perfect for his skill set. Um, so if he stays there, I would feel a lot better about paying that for him. If he leaves, it would depend on the landing spot. Hmm. And see, I think my problem becomes too, and I think I'm doing a little bit of what we accused John of doing with um, Justin Herbert and, and how he looked at Herbert because of some of the, the guys we're starting to not believe in as much like Carson Wentz, Goff mentioned earlier in the show, those guys. But I think kind of what I'm also doing here is I'm reflecting on Fournette and Todd Gurley and the fact that I probably could have sold out still for a late first with cup in a couple different times throughout the season or, or before the season even. And I didn't, and now you can't and just how quickly those values dip in these guys. Cause they're all kind of getting to be that 26 year old, 27 year old running back and like Le'Veon Bell and all these guys and just how quickly it all gets to that point where you're, you're thinking that way. And you're like, well, I'll, I can move him. I'll move him next year for the first but then you all of a sudden can't it just ends so quickly and um for me i think that's where i'm at and just 
I don't know how, how much longer we can do this before people kind of catch on to the idea like of Zeke actually losing production with that value at this point, kind of like these other players have. And just I feel like they're going to be the next ones to be devalued. Whereas that 108, if you do good with it, especially in Superflex, which we're talking, I mean, and I I know like it's so wishy-washy because of also like what we mentioned John talking about with picks and how they can kind of be fool's gold in a way if you don't hit on them. But at the same time, I think I'm just kind of ready to cash in. I feel like on Zeke and Aaron Jones, you might be able to get a little bit more attached to that 108, even if it's a late second or third. But I feel like for me, I'm I'm kind of fine cashing out right now. I don't know if you'll be able to do it during your rookie draft once everybody's getting more excited. And you're still going to get more production from these players. They're not just going to fall off the face of the earth, but the, the slow incline or decline is is very close yeah and swags you bring up a good point there too when it comes to to the value of aging running backs right i mean and we're not only seeing this with like with with these guys right i mean we're seeing it with the top of the food chain at running back right now yeah. derrick henry I mean, the conversation around derrick henry this offseason is get the hell out right now because he's oddly the oldest one and the one i want to buy <laughs> Yeah. Right. Right. Which is weird. But but and 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 the thing that so certainly we have more of a track record with running backs falling off once they hit a certain age and usage and all of that for sure more more so than we do with wide receivers. It drives yep. me nuts. Leo yep. Jones talk. You know the the Keenan Allen talk every year. The Devonte Adams talk that's going to start happening because he's twenty nine years old. Yep. DeAndre um, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Michael exactly. Thomas. I mean, like all these guys. Ex- Exactly. And these guys all likely have at least two to three year windows where they're going to put up elite production. They're that talented. You know, at the running back position, it's different. They can be I mean, Henry, he could. I don't think he's going to personally, um, because I think that offense is built around him. Um, But he could. I mean, we saw we we saw you. We've seen younger running backs do that. CJ, okay. Same city, same team. (laughs) One year he has 2000 yards. And the next year, it's like nothing. Like, yeah. I mean, it just the running backs just literally fall off a cliff. The cliff doesn't happen as much for the wide receivers. It's more of a cresting and then maybe a little bit of a gradual downhill slope yep. as they age. So you you make a good point in, in that, you know, with the running backs, I tend to buy a little bit more into the and this is counter to, to, to what I just said about the, the pick and the 108 and giving it away for these running backs. This, this counters that. But um, I, I'd say I think you're you're you know, and, and maybe after hearing you say it, maybe it does change my mind a little bit on that pick, because, you know, with the running backs, it does happen so fast, and and there's a track record of it. And you know, you you I I guess with the running backs, I would subscribe. It'd be the one position where I'd subscribe to. It's better to be out a year early. I don't I don't buy that BS when it comes to quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. None of that. I don't I, buy. It. I agree, man. Especially I with think, wide receivers. I think wide yeah. receivers. That's one of the biggest flaw in the way we've designed dynasty and like the ageism it like honestly like to sell a to me like selling a 27 or 28 year old wide receiver is like selling a 21 or 22 year old running back 
it's kind of like that peak ages like they finally get there like you almost literally groom these dudes to their peak ages and then trade them away so somebody can go win with them like you take all that time you have all the value all those valuable years when they're not at peak production you decide to hold on to them and then as soon as they're like 27 right when they're ripening ready to take you that next step in your team rather than value wise that's when you sell them for a little bit less on the dollar because you're getting too old and i think it's one of the biggest mistakes we make yeah i agree i agree but running back is the one place where i can see that argument as being a valid one you know getting out that year early because the value literally goes from yeah enormous to nothing right yep and then you have like these little like spurts you know where maybe you can sell mccoy to some crazy ass for a second last year you know or something like that like you will see some of that but the days of getting like a 108 or a pick during your actual year of your rookie draft are kind of just gone so yeah it is a tough one though but this one's you kinda... will be able to sell you will be able to just one but yeah, yeah you will be able to sell saquon barkley when he's like 29 and <laughs> You'll be able to sell. You'll still be able to sell him to me. That'll never go away. Everybody will be buying Barkley just to sell to Har. Just to sell him to me. <laughs> so this is from uh, John Creech on Twitter. Wants some dynasty advice. PPR. He has the one point one, and they're changing to Superflex for the twenty twenty two season. So he's got a twenty twenty one season. He's still going to be playing with Mahomes and Hurts. His running backs are Jacobs, Dobbins, Gaskins. Wide receivers are Cup, Curtis Samuel, Sterling Shepard, Mooney, Rager, Mims, tight end Evan Ingram. Um, a lot of context. I think some of the most important context here is he's got Mahomes and he's got Hurts. And then his running backs, he's sitting okay with Jacobs, Dobbins, and Gaskins. I don't really care about. So he's only got two running backs, very deep at wide receiver, sitting on the 101, and they'll become super flex in 2022. So does he take uh does he does he change his mindset to super flex for this 2021 draft and go for a quarterback, or do you add a running back and worry about quarterback later? Uh, absolutely, you switch your mindset to super flex and take Trevor Lawrence because you will probably. You know, so so you're talking about Trevor Lawrence, the great, the great Trevor Lawrence, the crazy, ridiculous, can't miss prospect. Yep. And you're going to head into the season with him as your court, not your quarterback one, your quarterback two, because you have the best quarterback in the game as your quarterback one in Superflex. It's going to be yep. a tremendous, tremendous advantage. Oh, and by the way, the, you know, he 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 additional context uh he he said he also has the 108 the 110 the 201 so he's got a lot of picks in this draft to add pieces yeah i i didn't even see that i'm glad you brought that up to potentially still win the league as a one quarterback league in 2021 uh but definitely heading into that 2022 year he'll he'll have a tremendous advantage it's an absolute no-brainer select trevor lawrence and reap the benefits for years to come love it everything he just said and i would even add like maybe har i don't know what you think about this but maybe you even still with the way your 2021 is set up maybe you and and i'm sorry this is a hard and swag show so maybe you <laughs> maybe you go and see if you can get like herbert and and something extra and add some running back depth or something and you give mahomes and i'm, I'm not saying you get herbert 
to be Mahomes, you know, but you get you get you're downgrading quarterback a little bit, in my opinion. But you could add a, a nice piece, maybe two, by selling Mahomes during this transition your league's having and some people freaking out about quarterback. I, I don't know what you think about that heart or it doesn't have to be Herbert specific, but he's who comes to mind for me, like Herbert, Josh Allen, those guys. Yeah, or 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 even if you if you don't want to entertain the thought of of trading Mahomes because it's a hard thought to entertain at times. Um, Swags, I love you because you entertain every possible thought when it comes to dynasty, and I think that is something that sets you apart from a lot of people because there are players that people just think it is batshit crazy to move, and you look at things differently in the sense that don't don't get me wrong, you don't love moving Patrick Mahomes, but right, you're right. also not, you know, you're always exploring an opportunity to make your whole total, the sum of your total roster better, even if that means moving a piece like Patrick Mahomes. So I really respect that about you. And I just wanted to say that on the air. Oh, I appreciate um, you, dude. Thanks. Sure. And, and then the second thing I would say, you know, yes, absolutely. Explore it and see. You need to get a deal that blows you away is my opinion on that. Right. Yes. You know, so if you're uncomfortable with that thought, though, the other thing you can do is do what Swags and I were talking about earlier in the show. Entertain trading the 101. You have you're going to have other people that look at that pick like gold. Maybe it's someone who looks at that pick like, you know, like gold for this season. And they're going to do something crazy like draft a running back first overall. Mm -hmm. OK, if they're going to do that. Then you package every other pick you have in the draft and get your ass back up there to draft him. At the second pick, if yeah. you can do that. I, I mean, maybe, so to, yeah, but. maybe you even start by talking to the 102 and seeing how much, hey, we're moving to Superflex next year, you know, like, I don't know if I'm ready to draft this guy or, I don't know, maybe that sets him up too much to take your guy, but maybe you move to 102 and then you can still get Justin Fields there if you want, or if, if Trevor Lawrence is gone and still add a quarterback to your team. Or move that 101 for Justin Herbert or Josh Allen or your preference of that next tier, Deshaun Watson, whoever you like best in that tier. Um, you know, move that and pair that quarterback with Patrick Mahomes for the next however long. Yeah. People There's like Josh Allen too much now, and I can't add him to my teams anymore. It's a bummer. Yeah. Well, and he might, he might win a Super Bowl. Yes. This, that'd be that awesome. Loaded, so, yeah. yeah. Loving it. Dude, I was, I literally. I apologize, Buffalo. Like I love you, and I'm so glad that you're you're going to the playoffs. But so I I had uh I mean two two of the leagues that I won a lot of it was because of Diggs and Josh Allen bringing me back into it. Like at you know what I mean. So it really excited me, and I'm kind of like, all right, so Josh Allen jersey or a Stefan Diggs jersey? What's it gonna be? Because it's gonna happen. First of all, they're kind of hard to find. Kind of like you had trouble with your Herbert jersey. So I finally get my Stefan Diggs jersey in my box. I'm ready to check out. And I'm like, dude, I do not want a Buffalo jersey. <laughs> and and I'm kind of like, man, I really want a Diggs jersey, but I do not want a Buffalo jersey. So I'm torn. I'm a little conflicted. I'll probably end up getting like a Justin Jefferson jersey instead, <laughs> to be honest with you, or something like that. But I don't know if I want a Buffalo jersey. Sorry, Buffalo Nation. Bill's Mafia. They're going to come after you, man. I know. No, they're I like your blue too. I, 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 it's not even an ugly jersey. It's just kind of like there's just some teams that you're just kind of like, 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because I'd probably literally wear it around the house. I wouldn't really even wear it in public, but I was almost, I was almost there, Brian. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's funny. You're, you're talking about, uh, and this is a little tangent, but you're, you were talking about how they won you, those two guys won you a bunch of leagues. So in, in trade addicts too, um, I, it's first trade addicts league. I, 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 so I won trade addicts too by three tenths of a point <laughs> because, Literally the only reason I won. So I went into into the Monday night game. I was up by 37-ish points or so. And I was playing Russ. And Russ had Russ at, at Dynasty Outhouse, my uh, my former uh, podcasting partner yeah, and yeah. Still, still great friend. Um, and uh, I was playing him in the championship game. He had Josh Allen left. Literally got to three-tenths of a point behind me. And McDermott benched him. They benched him. Because they were, they didn't bench him. He pulled, he pulled him because yeah. he was so yep. so far ahead, and he didn't want him to get hurt. That's the only reason I won that league. I don't care that it's the only reason I won that league. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Uh, but but I mean, it, it's it's funny how those things work. And I I had a league. I had another league where Diggs came back, uh, brought me back from <laughs> from a certain loss that I didn't even look. I found out the next morning that I won. Yeah, I didn't know because i was down so far and he scored 42 fantasy points or something so yeah and i even remember talking to wow. you a little bit about that like in our Superflex city chats like throughout the night and i remember i'm just like bench him so he doesn't give me any negative at this point like get him out of the game like he just did what i needed like pull him out like and then we're both yeah. like no shit he just got pulled from the game <laughs> like oh, man. So. what a wild night yeah so. Super fun way to end the season, honestly, just kind of on the edge. And um, there's something about that stress that's enjoyable to me. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all we all enjoy that stress or else we wouldn't be in this game. Yeah. <laughs> so but uh, but yeah, no, it was a great ending to the to the fantasy season. I'm sad it's over, um, but it was also nice to watch football this weekend. So, you know, without the stress. So I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it all. How's that? Yeah, as much as possible, honestly. Um, just looking forward to starting a little fresh in 2021, you know, so appreciate you all listening to us. Be sure to check out our other shows, Super Flexperts, The Super Show, Super Flexible, um, Snake in the Draft, and then and then just the other little stuff we're trying to put out throughout that feed. So I'm Swagzilla Zero G, Brian Tell. I'm Brian Har at Brian Har FF. Tell them who you are, damn it. Tell them. Tell them. I'm the Rated R Superstar. Now, on to me. Mm-hmm.